0: Docs and tv too not having it all bringing you the latest reviews not having it all but we're doing the best we can it's not having it all with neil Bayas and caris rianne and other people sometimes
1: Hi listeners, welcome back It's been quite a while since we've been um, in your ears We did this little festival And i have just been quite busy with it really And after Women X we had two weeks off Which was quite lovely Did you guys
2: quite value the break? Other than life getting in the way as well? Uh, No, I went straight back to work After we got (laughs) back from Women X because yeah, you've been busy, haven't you? Because one of your um, films got released. Well, the film, yes, yeah. yesterday. It probably won't be still it'd be in cinemas by the time this comes <laughs> out, so I won't plug it in this podcast because Bond will be taking over. We only had a six day run um, in cinemas six because stays. because oh, wow. Bond Bond is here. Bond is here and ready to kick everyone and everything out of cinema. Because those
0: target audiences really overlap, don't they? (laughs) (laughs) You
1: do, like
2: LGBTQ
1: women in film coming of age, Bond.
2: (laughs) And it turns out that Bond's taken up like 80% of screens in most cinemas across the UK. 80%. Oh my God. Yeah.
1: Well this is why I was surprised that the many saints of Newark come out this week because I figured that it's not going to get a long run because obviously that that target audience would probably overlap quite um a lot. But mm. I'm just laughing because when Bond was announced and obviously it's the last Daniel Craig one we think. I was like, all right, I'm going to watch all of them um, And then I'll watch the new one And um, and then obviously we had the pandemic So I was like, brilliant, I've got loads of time to do
2: this now um, And then I didn't watch any of them And it's out next week <laughs> I feel you, I feel you I only really thoroughly loved the first one I'm going to, I probably will see it Like I'm not going to lie and say, you know I'm not going to go and see it, I probably will um, But I'm not like a diehard fan Or anything like that, like not really that I mean fast. I've seen one of them So <laughs> Which one did maybe. you see? Uh, Skyfall Oh
0: Yeah <laughs> I don't remember anything Of it To be honest Not that that really says Anything about the film I don't really remember anything Once I've finished watching <laughs> Need letterboxes like what have I watched in my life let me scroll through this list do you ever Go to like
1: rate of a, a, um log a film on letterbox and realize you've actually seen it before and forgot You saw it because <laughs> I've done that with documentaries before and I'm watching it thinking oh this is I Think I know some of this stuff already I'm so I'm so well versed and I realize now I've just Watched a documentary two years ago <laughs> but yeah Emily what have you been up to post-festival well I mean I woke up on the Monday
0: morning I thought why did I not book this day off work (laughs) but um yeah I've just been I've just been working really and um yeah preparing to move because I'm moving house in a couple weeks um and yeah that's basically all my
1: brain capacity can cope with at the moment are you gonna do a Brie Larson when you leave say bye room (laughs) I always do it at hotels when I'm leaving Yeah, we've just been very busy And obviously we had like a two-week shutdown Across Rianne Pictures to just kind of rest and recuperate And I put like an out-of-office message on the emails People did not listen to that (laughs) what I will say is that what we do as a festival is it's all about showcasing like filmmakers that are underrepresented and giving them the spotlight. So it's a big shame for when people just take advantage of that. And I just think that there's no need for rudeness, I think, sometimes and just aggression and things like that when it comes to... The, the independent side Of the film industry In particular Like the rich ones Go after them All you want But like the independent side It's just so It's so difficult To get things up and running See so yeah, I was quite I was quite shocked I think this year In in total On how Certain people were I know you guys Glimpsed a little bit Of this in our know, Team meetings And stuff like that but, but yeah I just think that We need to we need to just change, I think, some of the ways we talk to people And also expectations as well Like if you email someone on a Friday evening And they do not get back to you by Monday There's no need for an angry Sunday morning message You know Ridiculous Even God took a day off, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but we are back and we are going to be chatting about the Emmys today So do you know what the Emmys stand for? I don't actually, I will obviously tell you But do you know what it stands for? No No, I actually don't no, I, yeah. it's it's very strange Yeah, it's called the Primetime Emmy Awards Because there's loads of Emmys There's like the Creative Arts Emmy Awards There's Daytime Emmy Awards There's Primetime Emmy Awards But yeah, it's chosen by the Academy of Television Arts and Sciences I don't know where the science part comes into it really <laughs> to, Don't really look at Ted Lasso and think science um, <laughs> But yeah, I'm not too sure The, the name Emmy was derived from Emmy Which was a nickname for the Image orthocon camera tube which aided the progress of modern television of and course. This, bit this bit you'll find interesting the word was feminized to emmy to match the statuette uh, which obviously depicts a winged woman holding an atom which is where the science part comes into it duh no,
2: <laughs> <laughs> no that's actually very interesting that's very interesting
1: just it's weird they feminized it to match the statue.
0: Like I, I don't know. It's, I'm a bit caught up on the holding an atom thing because I think they're quite small, aren't they? Atoms.
1: <laughs> That's a very good point. Actually, <laughs> they are massive though. The awards, like whenever you see an award yeah. show, like I know, like the SAG awards are quite big, and like but the Emmys are huge. I think I'd need two hands. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a lot <laughs> Yeah, quite a lot um, But yeah, we're going to talk about the Emmys Because yes, it celebrates the, the best in television Or or does it, as we will discuss today um, But obviously this year, shocking me There was no acting awards won by a black actor Despite the fact that it broke records for the amount of nominees So we're going to discuss that as well Because it. <laughs> someone said on Twitter recently We're so sick of firsts happening in 2021 yeah. So we're going to talk about this, but Yeah, so let's get into the the Emmy So we're going to start with the Outstanding Comedy Series Which was won by Ted Lasso Um, I don't know if you guys have seen, but Ted Lasso There's like a discourse starting recently now And for me, I will say I started to see the quality dip about four episodes ago and I didn't say anything because I was shit scared of, like, <laughs> someone hurting me Neh her, neh neh But yeah, she I'm not here can- now, she can't hurt you <laughs> She can't hurt you. <laughs> Obviously, last week there was the episode which was just all about coach And uh, a lot of people didn't like it And then this week, I think people are now starting to talk about the lack of queer characters in the show And also homophobia in football and how that's not being addressed in a show that could very easily address it You guys haven't started watching it yet, is that right? no I- I, I have. You I'm said like, that you sounds, such. You feel sound so, so happy
2: about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I I have. Yeah, I have. For my no. Are you a fan of it, Emily?
0: I mean, I like. I do like it. Um, I haven't been a fan of the the two standalone episodes this season. I must say. Apparently, it was because sort of last minute, um, Apple were like, Oh, you need two more episodes, and they'd already written the series, so they didn't want to disrupt the arc. So that's why the Christmas episode and the Coach Beard episode happened. But I just think that was sort of counterproductive on Apple's part because it's really I, interesting. I, do I don't know think that. it really adds anything to the season. I think they'd have been better off keeping it as 10 episodes, but. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel like there has been a dip in quality since the first season. I don't know if the, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that it might change my mind by the end of the season. I'm hoping they're playing like a long game with things. Um, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Are so you saying like you want to give it some extra time? Indeed, <laughs> that is what I'm saying.
1: I feel like it's maybe bought into its own hype a little bit. In the That's second a good point. Season. Yeah, that's a very good point. It's a it's it's definitely it's a popular one like on Twitter. I think everyone does talk about it. And I think it's it is benefiting from the weekly release, which I think we've discussed this before on the show that. It, it does work in some ways and then for other shows it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was up against um quite a few other great comedy series. Uh, Blackish, which I can't believe is still getting nominated for Emmys because the show's been going on for years now. Um, and obviously it's got like seven spin-offs, <laughs> as it is. Um Cobra Kai which was the popular Netflix edition and that's the interesting thing a lot of these shows are all on streaming services So you've got Apple TV, Netflix, HBO Max and Hulu and the only kind of like mainstream network is Blackish which is on ABC And Emily in Paris was nominated for an Emmy The Flight Attendant which I just watched and it was very good and I was very surprised um, hacks, which we're going to talk about today The Kaminsky Method And Pen15, which I'm assuming is penis
2: <laughs> Oh, oh, the more you know I was, <laughs> I was wondering, I was like, oh, <laughs> I didn't to get that Oh my gosh <laughs> Laverne's mind's just blown right
1: there <laughs> Yeah, it's just strange how all the, the good comedy now Seems to be on streaming services and not mainstream television
2: It's like, do you think they've kind of just Filtered away from that and want to focus more on drama? I think what it is is that, like, I, I find comedy is more like, let me rewind that and rewatch that joke, for example. So, like, I know that I love New Girl, for example, and that I go back and I watch certain bits and The Office US and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of a, like, it's more rewatchable and you can't really do that if you're waiting for nine o'clock for it to play on E4. Do you know what I mean? It's a Very bit different. Point. So, I think a lot of it is to do with, like, rewatch factor. That's my, that, That's my opinion But that's what I think (laughs) Like because I just think Like you go back And you Yeah you watch things again When it's Especially when it's funny Because I like comedies On the background While I work from home For example Or when I just need Something on in the back And a streaming service Is going to give me that um, Rather than I mean I haven't Watched TV live In God knows how long I don't watch TV live It doesn't even It's not even an option For me on my TV In this flat (laughs) Um, So like I prefer when things Are available On things like Streaming services And stuff like that but that's quite interesting That it's more so the comedies Rather than the dramas I've not really thought about it that way
1: mm. Yeah, because when I suppose background noise You're not really thinking Oh, I'll put Game of Thrones In the background While I'm working on my dissertation yeah. So let's talk about the acting When it comes to comedy So lead actor in a comedy series The nominations were Keenan Thompson from Keenan, William H. Macy from Shameless Michael Douglas from The Kaminsky Method Anthony Anderson from Blackish And Jason Sudeikis from Ted Lasso Who won
2: um, Is Shameless still on air? I can't believe that That's one of the very few examples Where US has taken a UK show And done it Dare I say better um, Because you know They tried with the in-betweeners They tried with Skins Like they tried with all of But like that one actually banged And I can't believe it I've not watched it I've watched a bit of the UK one But I've never watched the US one But it's a, like cult classic People love it like they're really just diehard fans.
0: After 11 seasons, I think it's just finished airing in the US.
1: 11 seasons. Yeah. Oh, feet. Jesus. 11 seasons. Did Big Bang Theory go on for that long? I think it went on for longer, probably 25 years. Felt like it anyway. But yeah, obviously, Jason took his one as Ted Lasso, which makes sense because that is a very comedic role. In the Outstanding Lead Actress for comedy series um, You had Tracy Ellis Ross for Blackish Alison Janney for Mom Mom has never been available in the UK And I don't understand why Because it's been running for about seven years It's got two very popular actresses Anna Faris and Alison Janney But it's never been available in the UK And it wins and gets nominated for tons of Emmys I don't understand that Chris Pratt I reckon he's behind it He's oh, behind nice. everything We'll get into him <laughs> later Yeah, literally <laughs> uh, Kaylee uh, Coco uh, For The Flight Attendant Great nomination, I will say And I, this is what I say about The Flight Attendant Lauren was bullying me for, to watch it for ages <laughs> Me and Scott finally watched it And it was actually really good I was very surprised I think he's coming back yeah. for the second season I
0: liked it I was just thinking Oh my God, you've been wasted on The Big Bang Theory all these years Yes you know what been doing so much other stuff. Although I will say I was I was a bit confused as to why it was nominated in the comedy category. Well, yes, because it is full of murder, like drug embezzlement, like yeah. Very I mean, dark. I did. Well, I'd I'd be interested to see how they categorise things at these award shows because quite a few of the comedies. It was like, yes, I may have laughed during.
1: <laughs> the series, but like a com, I don't know. You also had uh Aidie um from Shrill again, another show that I really want to watch and I th- think it might be available over here. Yes yeah, on iPlayer. iPlayer, that's it. Um and Gene Smart from Hacks Who Won. I have never heard of Hacks in my life until the
2: Emmys. What about you guys? Literally, until last week I'd never heard of it. I didn't Never seen a trailer, never seen people talk about it You know, never heard of it But um, I'm intrigued now since it was so highly nominated
1: It was, and it won quite a few in the the technical ones Which we'll get onto as well But yeah, obviously
2: we can't really say much about that Because we haven't
1: seen Jean Smart But I think it's brilliant, she's winning Because I think she's fantastic And it's great to see uh, an older woman winning these awards Rather than it being like a, a younger game really Um, So outstanding supporting actors Actors, let's talk about these For some reason These have eight nominations
2: Rather than the five Interesting They clearly couldn't make their decision no,
1: as we In know, the we, did this, we did the same with Women X. We just got started. There was, was
2: just
1: was <laughs> just ten nominees. It's just how it works. Um, so you have Bowen Yang from Saturday Night Live. I can't believe the Saturday Night Live actors get nominated for these awards. I can't believe again that is still going. Like <laughs> it's just wild. Uh, Keenan Thompson um, for Saturday Night Live. Um, Jeremy Swift um, for Ted Lasso. Um, Paul Reza for The Kaminsky Method Nick Mohammed for Ted Lasso Brendan Hunt for Ted Lasso Carl Clemens I mean, f- four people for Ted Lasso that, You could have cut that down right there Carl Clemens Hopkins for Hacks Another nomination um, And the winner was Brett Goldstein um, As Roy Kent for Ted Lasso I mean, he is very funny, I will give him that I think it's an incredible performance that he made And compared to the others that are listed there All the others from Ted Lasso um, <laughs> It's it's probably a very worthy nomination But that does seem quite bizarre That you've got two nominees from Saturday Night Live And four from Ted Lasso
2: It's a really think, fair do game, really do, do you think
1: Apple TV have been financing something here?
2: Maybe maybe. maybe Cook
1: sliding $10 across the table Yeah, just a little, little something going on there Not the same energy for out supporting, um, Outstanding Supporting Actress Again, there's there's only seven nominees for this one Eight for male, seven for female Just, just saying that, putting that out there So Juno Temple for Ted Lasso uh, Cecily Strong for Saturday Night Live Rosie Perez for The Flight Attendant Brilliant nomination I will say Again, agree with you though, Emily I won't say it as a comedic performance She was very scary at times (laughs) Um, (laughs) Kate McKinnon for Saturday Night Live Hannah N. Binder for Hacks Aidy Bryant for Saturday Night Live And the winner was Hannah Waddingham for Ted Lasso Now, I think Hannah Waddingham's brilliant and lovely I don't think she's the funniest person on Ted Lasso Which is why this surprised me Is that the mum from Sex Education? It is
2: indeed He was too busy And only turned up One episode this season Just saying For five minutes Literally five minutes Also does that mean That they did break up Because I know They were having trouble Because I didn't see The other mum I don't know, it's another plot hole which we will discuss in our sex education episode
1: Because... Oh, we have Oh God, yeah, lot to unpack there Oh, my gosh, I, I mean, that. there was 75,000 characters to talk about, so, you know, <laughs> it's oh God, turned into Biker Grove Biker um, <laughs> Grove! A throwback. Yeah, obviously, Emily, you've watched Head Lasso What are your thoughts on this win? Because... I don't want to sound like I'm slagging off Ted Lasso because I do, you know,
0: I watch it every week and I do, you know, I wouldn't do that if I didn't like it. But I, I do feel like with a lot of the acting nominations for that show, it's like, sure, you know, like just trying to put this diplomatically. So <laughs> I'm like, I just I, I think I think they're good actors and they
1: could do more, but I, I don't know. It's not like the funniest thing you can think of that would. No, work. no,
0: exactly, yeah. and yeah, I, I think maybe not so much with um, Juno Temple and Hannah um, Waddingham, but I think especially with the supporting male actor category, I was a bit like, really? You're
1: yeah,
0: because I I find. A few of those characters are quite one-dimensional, to be honest I don't think they're really given a lot to work with
1: I completely agree And I think, yeah, I completely agree And I think it's it's difficult with a football team Because obviously there's so many There's 11 players in the football team mm. um, And you've obviously got the coaching staff You've got all the love interests and things like that And I do agree sometimes that I think it is well, like I said, I think the quality has dropped off. I haven't watched yesterday's episode yet. But yeah, I was quite surprised by that because I'm very happy for her. And I love that in her speech she said, you know, give West End actors a chance. Um, because I think that transition is incredibly hard. Broadway to American film and TV is easy and sometimes very wrong, dear Evan Hansen. Um, and then but West End to British film and TV is harder and it's bizarre because it can go the other way. So yeah, I think there's a lot in the speech, but I agree with you, it's not it's not saying I look at it and think, wow. Wow, This is blowing my mind Kind of thing So yeah I, th- I probably would say Juno Temple Would have been more deserving I, I'd say they're kind of On a par
0: really um, Performance wise I don't I, d- I don't know If I'd have Given the award To either of them To be honest But
1: that's just, just My
0: on. opinion
1: Interesting, interesting Um, So directing and writing for comedy uh, Was both won by Hacks uh, Interestingly enough And was also both won by a woman Which is brilliant Um, Ted Lasso was nominated three times for directing And twice for writing Mm Was there no other show? (laughs) I'm very confused What's going on right now Um, But yeah I thought that was brilliant Because I I rarely see people Talk about the directing awards And the writing awards When it comes to the Emmys And I feel like this year We did get that Very much well-deserved focus So yeah So that was comedy Let's talk about drama Because it's interesting What you said, Laverne About maybe it's more like Networks that are doing the drama Rather than streaming services Um, But the nominations I've got here Are Netflix Prime Video Hulu Disney Plus And then HBO, FX and NBC So it's quite a split Mm. 50-50 So nominees you had for You had This Is Us Pose The Mandalorian Lovecraft Country country. I always say that wrong I want to say county But it's not It's country (laughs) Um, The Handmaid's Tale Bridgerton The Boys And the winner was The Crown Um, So quite a combination there to be honest And again like the boys, of course, is 100% a drama But there's a lot of comedy in the boys
2: So it's, much comedy There's a lot I of overlap it, now Yeah, I would say I probably find it a little bit more funnier Than I do dramatic, actually Now I come mm. to think of it But there is so much, um, like the flight attendant there's so much like murder and blood and guts So then I guess it kind of like takes it out But then it's like, why was the flight attendant included and not the boys? And yeah, it's weird, really weird That's a good um, point yeah, I'm unsurprised I'm, I'm when I see The Crown just sweeping the awards I'm just like, oh, okay, like, that's a thing
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah I mean, actor-wise for um, lead drama, we're both won by The Crown But I want to talk about this I'm not too happy <laughs> Emily's smiling as well um, I know what you're going to say <laughs> <laughs> the lead actor We had Matthew Reese For Perry Mason Which I'm so happy for Because I love Matthew Rhys I love the Americans And I'm just so glad He got a little nomination For a little Perry Mason Billy Porter From Pose uh,
2: Reggie Jean Page From Bridgerton Um, I feel like Bridgerton happened like five years ago Yeah, it feels so long ago The same with The Crown for me But I think that's because I binged it So I feel like it happened all at one go But I'm forgetting that there's different series That's why it keeps sweeping every Emmys It's like, oh yeah, and BAFTAs as well just always coming Collecting, yeah They plan it strategically, I think Uh, Jonathan Majors for
1: Lovecraft Country uh, Sterling K. Brown for This Is Us And the winner was Josh O'Connor for The Crown now, I wasn't expecting Bridgerton to win this, to be honest But yeah, I mean, I'm happy for Josh O'Connor because I think he's a he's a brilliant actor And I've loved him since God's Own Country And I just think he's brilliant Am I happy that Prince Charles is winning an Emmy? Not so much, but you know um, But what, what do you guys think about this, crown-wise? Because I think he was pretty much one of the stars of that season, wasn't he?
2: Yeah, I, I feel like if it wasn't him, I... I would have gone for Jonathan Majors because I think he's a phenomenal actor. Mm. I think he's really good. I just think that, I don't know, there were so many good actors in Lovecraft that it kind of got pushed under the rug a bit because he is a really good actor, but there was some phenomenal... Like um, actors in that So I understand why he maybe didn't win I think I I laugh at the crowd And I laugh at them sweeping But the acting is so good I'm not like I'm only laughing because they just Completely come and sweep the awards But I think the acting's phenomenal in that Because it's drama, but you're still playing an actual person So there's still certain mannerisms you do have to like account for Because these are people, at least in the last couple of episodes They're in our lifetime, they're still around now, RIP Diana But everyone else is still around So it's like, it's like, you know, it's hard It's really hard to do it season in and season out While changing cast So I think they do it really well So I'm not surprised that he won at all Yeah, out of all
0: the... Um... Acting wins for The Crown I think
1: that one Was the most deserved That leads us very nicely Into a uh, outstanding lead actress Which nominees were Joni Smollett um, For Lovecraft Country I'm so glad That her career is just Taking off and doing amazing. I mean, watching her on Friday Night Lights when she's just kind of starting out is—it's just brilliant to see what she's gone on to do. Uh, MJ Rodriguez for Pose, Elizabeth Moss for The Handmaid's Tale, um, Uzo Aduma for In Treatment, which is coming out here soon, and Emma Corrin for Princess Diana, RIP Diana, yes. and, and Olivia Coleman for Queen Elizabeth, who won, and I am fuming because. The Queen did nothing last season. <laughs> I'm really shocked that Emma Corrin didn't win that one. Because yeah. I really think that that's the first great performance we've seen of Diana. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, I'm really surprised that she didn't win that one. I think it's I think it's a big shame. How do you guys feel?
0: I yeah. love Olivia oh. Coleman, but I feel like as the Queen, she's just Olivia Coleman. That's a very good point. Like I'm not really getting, I'm not really getting Queen Elizabeth. I'm getting Olivia <laughs> Coleman, which fair play. I love Olivia Coleman. Dare I say I like her more than the Queen herself. <laughs> but so yeah, I was, I, I think Emma Corrin was much more deserving of that win if it had to be um, a crown actor, personally.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think that her princess Diana was, it was eerie, wasn't it? Because you're kind of just like, I feel weird because it's so. From what I know of Princess Diana, we were not friends. Um, but it is so convincing. Like, yeah, like, and then you see her act off Olivia Coleman, who was playing just Olivia Coleman. You're like, this is insane. It is literally like, it is Princess Diana. It's so weird. It's really weird to watch. So, yeah, a bit of a shame. A bit of a shame. And also, Olivia Coleman, like, she is a phenomenal actress and she wins and she wins and she wins. So, it would have been nice to have seen a bit of something else.
1: Yeah, like a fresh, fresh actor winning it I'm really, I'm really taken aback by it Because I thought when I saw the nominees got announced I thought well, maybe she's won, um supporting actress um, But obviously she didn't So I'm really surprised with that one I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that they've made really And I just feel sorry for her Because obviously she was only in it for one season um, And she made such an incredible impact But no, let's just hope that Elizabeth Debecky Gets the revenge Olivia Cole might win for that one as well Because Claire Foy won an award, by the way At this year's Emmys For a guest guest appearance I mean, that really is, you know Not taking part in the group project at all, isn't it, really? Getting, <laughs> getting That's giving
2: John um, John Cheadle vibe for Being nominated for <laughs> Falcon and the Winter Soldier And he's in it for exactly like 40 seconds <laughs> That
1: is incredible <laughs> So outstanding supporting actors both won by the crown as well So Tobias Menzies um, won for Supporting Actor There were some great nominations in here to be honest Most importantly probably Michael K. Williams um, Who got a post-humorous nomination for Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country um, John Lithgow as well got nominated for Perry Mason um, Gillian Anderson won as Margaret Thatcher Which angered a lot of the Northeast <laughs> at Margaret Thatcher's being mentioned at the Emmys. Quite a few Handmaid's Tale nominations in here um, you had Madeline Brewer, you had Anne Dowd, you had Yvonne Strakowski, you had Samara Wiley. So they had four noms for The Handmaid's Tale and Helena, Helena Bonham Carter for Princess Margaret and Emerald Fennel for
2: Camilla Parker Bowles. No way, I didn't know that. Mm,
1: yes. And directing, so obviously the crown one for directing and the crown one for writing as well. Just sweeped the whole drama. Yeah, literally. literally won every single award. So there you go. No room for anyone else. So let's talk about limited or anthology series because these really seem to be the big talking points, particularly for TV fans, because they're so brilliantly well done in such a short space of time. So the nominations for the actual series were One Division, which I think everyone was really happy about, and um, the Underground, the Underground Railroad. Mayor of Easttown I May Destroy You And The Queen's Gambit The Queen's Gambit won Which I don't think it should off I think I May Destroy You Was a fantastic contender And Mayor of Easttown Was probably a good second runner And maybe even One Division To be honest Let's be bloody honest about things So that one for that The acting in this Have you guys heard of Halston? Nope
0: I've heard of it I haven't watched it But Yeah My parents have watched it And I asked what they thought About this win And they didn't agree So
1: (laughs) I love that hot take (laughs) Yeah It it won Best Lead Actor And it was Ewan McGregor So you know Good for him Weird nominations in here Paul Bettany was nominated For Vision Um, I just love the idea That they're reading out These nominations And Paul Bettany As Vision It's just just so funny to me (laughs) Um, Hugh Grant was nominated For The Undoing
2: (laughs) Um, and then Hamilton got two nominations. <laughs> the most random thing, right? Like I don't understand how this... That's, that's why I think they did that whole theatrical, uh, put it on a, on Disney Plus, put it on like... <laughs>
1: So weird because they're winning an Emmy for a performance that they were also nominated for a Tony for.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it's I it's the think same
1: performance.
2: Literally, as soon as they uh, announced that whole rollout about it being a- available to everyone at home, I was like, oh, for the awards. Like, that was my instant <laughs> thought. I was like, oh, okay. Like, that's why they've done that. And I think we'll see that become the norm uh, quite a lot.
1: Yeah, definitely It's going to be a strange one um, Actress-wise, um, no, nothing for Hamilton um, Annie Taylor-Joy was nominated for The Queen's Gambit Elizabeth Olsen for Scarlet Witch Cynthia Revo for Aretha Franklin um, Which was on the National Geographic channel uh, Michaela Cole, obviously, for I May Destroy You And Kate Winslet won for Mayor of Easttown I was surprised Nicole Kidman wasn't in here mm. For The Undoing or just her wig, like I would have just like Nicole Kidman's wig for The Undoing, like that would Co- have been coats, oh coats, yeah, the boots, coats. the coats were the best part of the show. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think I even listened to the show. Sometimes I was just watching her walk along no. a, a busy Manhattan street, really, just with the hair and you know the wigs and things like that. I'm still mad about The Undoing. That like, <laughs> <I feel> betrayed. <laughs> I am, yeah, catfished by a show big time Supporting actors in this Some interesting um, nominations here Three for Hamilton in the male category Including a Glee reference to Jonathan Groff I May Destroyer got nominations The Queen's Gambit got nominations The winner was Evan Peters And I actually quite love that his first project That didn't have anything to do with Ryan
2: Murphy Got him an Emmy <laughs> I'm so happy for them Run, Evan, run. I know. I literally, I'm so happy for him because I mean, we knew that he was like a good actor, but some of the parts that he's been given have been so questionable. Yeah, super happy for him. Yeah, he seems like just such a nice guy, you know? Like, I feel like I'd want to go for a drink with him. (laughs) Like, I feel like he seems like. Just a nice guy, so yeah. No, I'm happy for him. I think. I think it's a good testament of like
1: we have seen him play a numerous amount of roles over like ten years that American Horror Story has been going for. And I think he's. I think he's a very talented actor. He's just. He's just trapped. And obviously, the next time you'll see him, he'll play in Jeffrey Dahmer. So,
2: yeah, about that. About. <laughs>
1: Supporting actress-wise You um, Philippa Sue Did get a nomination For Hamilton uh, There's nominations For The Queen's Gambit Mayor of Easttown Catherine Hand Got a nomination um, Renee Elise Goldsberry Got a nomination for Hamilton And Julian Nicholson Won for Mayor of Easttown Which I think was a very good win To be honest I think she was brilliant In that show um, But yeah Mayor of Easttown Sweeping the Acting nominations there I've still not seen it No I me Oh guys, okay, okay, okay. Your honour was not nominated at all. The Brian Cranston show.
2: Yeah, I feel like everyone spoke about it and was like, "Oh, the plot twist! This is amazing!" and then just silence. It just oh, yeah, it just completely yeah. It's a bit of a shame because it did seem like it was it was doing so well. Um, but I think that's the one thing about a limited series, and another thing about especially if you decide to. Up- Put your limited series out All in one go Um, Mm -hmm. You need to be really careful Because it's not like There's going to be A ton of seasons And it's not like You know You need to try And keep the buzz going Um, So it's quite hard and they, I feel like they are so much more common now um, because it is quite easy just to sort of do it bish, bash, bosh and like push it out Rather than like sign a ton of contracts and seasons and this and that Where's the story going to go? You sort of write your story, you do yeah. it and you, and you pull it, put it out So it's kind of hard for them to sort of stay relevant, I think
0: Your has actually been renewed for season two so it's not actually um, a limited series I just googled oh. it to make sure that I hadn't Hallucinated that update This
1: is interesting interesting. Because I don't know What they're
0: going to do For season two Because I thought it all I I assumed it was a limited series Because it all wrapped up Um, I thought it wrapped everything up
1: Because I think Yeah I think After Big Little Lies*. I think they won All the limited series awards And then they had A season two (laughs) (laughs) So yeah Maybe they had The same PR agent As Ted Lasso I don't know With the Emmys But it's um, I think with a limited series You can get a really Big actor in Because it is Less commitment You're not signing I mean I remember Like for True Blood They signed up For eight years Um, And Riverdale Signed up for like Five to six years The contracts are Really really long And obviously You're Big top actors that have won their Emmys And won their Golden Globes And been nominated for Oscars They're not going to want to do that Because then it obviously holds them back from doing movies As we've all seen from Constant Woo So it's just one of them things I think That it's exciting and you like it And I think the only way you can do it Is if you do an anthology like Fargo does The True Detective does um, I think they're brilliant though I do I do get excited by seeing them And I think it's, um, I think it's a good... Good. Uh, it's a good change to television because I think some shows do get stagnant after like four or five years, don't they? Um, and you just end up just doing it to run out of a contract and things like that. But yeah, it's it's a strange one. Um directing and writing for limited series, the Queen's Gambit won Outstanding Directing. Hamilton was nominated. <laughs> Um, I May Destroy You had two nominations for directing, Mary Eastown, Underground Railroad, and One Division actually got a nomination for directing. Um, writing wise, obviously this was the big one, so uh, Michaela Cole won this award, um, which was fantastic, and her speech was so brilliant. And obviously, I know there's memes of it now and things like that, but it was fantastic to see her just be celebrated for this show because it just seems to be. Ignored, and that is the right word. It just seems to be ignored at every opportunity. And I just think it was fantastic. But it just makes you wonder how we'll get back to Mechanical in a second. But the comparison of like the, the directing and the writing awards, but then sorry, the directing and the acting awards, but then for outstanding writing, one division is nominated for three episodes. The Queen's Gambit's nominated, the Mayor of East Town's nominated. Not Hamilton, though. <laughs> But yeah, I may destroy it. Why do you guys think this has just been? Because it's not coming back, is it? That was a limited series, and that's done, dusted now. And, and obviously, I know, I know a lot of people. I think the biggest respect for it is not just the fact that it's a fantastic show and it's great actors, great performances, great writing, but the actual premise, the actual build up to this being rejected, not rejecting Netflix, having did you say 191 drafts,
2: something, something like, that, yeah. like that?
1: Yeah, yeah. I do not have a hundred, I'd be like big fat moving on to the next one by, by the fourth. (laughs) But no, I mean, why do you think the show has made such a huge impact on everyone that has watched it and loved it?
2: I think it was the different themes of of consent. That's what it was for me. And I, it was so educational. Like, it was so weird. Like for a non, like a show that was not a nonfiction, like, it was just so educational, and you realise things as the main characters are realising things, and I love that. I love that in a, in a show when you're like, oh right, literally as the pin drops for them. And I think there was also like each character was fleshed out really well, and you got to delve in, but not too much. And then like that flashback episode, which was by far my favourite episode, and it's just like it's just done so tastefully, and you're it's like you're just watching. It's kind of like watching. Almost like a documentary. I, I can't explain it. It was just written so, so well. And um, it yeah, it touched on so many different themes, but it was the different types of consent for me that just absolutely blew me away because there are just so many ways in which you can be assaulted. And yeah, I absolutely loved it. It's still like probably one of my favourite series ever. I, I still, I sometimes I'll just go back and watch a random episode just because I can, because it's still on iPlayer. And um, yeah, Michaela Cole was just so crazy talented it's insane
0: yeah all of that and then also I just think it's so refreshing to watch something that's just doing something different sort of formally and tonally sort of there's the episode towards the end of the series where um sort of experimenting with um, you know non-linear storytelling um, and it's just something that you don't really see that much on the BBC or on um, mainstream TV and it's sort of watching something that actually challenges you as a viewer Rather than just something that you can sort of put on in the background and switch off Which I feel like a lot of TV can be these days So yeah, I think just the fact that it's something different was just so refreshing to watch
1: Yeah, definitely And it it really just makes you wonder now Because obviously we've had recently from the government that they were, I know, Cara, I don't like them either Down with the Tories but we've had like They've obviously that They want to focus more On British television um, And British production And how it's because We don't have enough of that And then you think This show is inherently A black British cast I think majority Of it's filmed in Hackney Like this is a British show This is what we should be Celebrating and funding And pushing out there Not comparing it To fucking sitcoms From the 1980s Like this is something That should be celebrated And put put to the forefront Of things um, And it's not And it's not been And it's, it's a crime And I don't understand Well, I think we do all understand why it's been done But I'm just so happy she's getting that recognition for it And I think it's brilliant And it's a really testament to, to artists as well To just... Always push for what you want Out of a project Like the fact that we've had this, this incredible artist Say no to one of the biggest Biggest streaming platforms I mean, they got the most Emmy nominations this year Netflix To say no to that Because you want to regain control Of your project Is something you can do And it's hard And it's going to be Something you need to fight for But we should do that uh, And not at the cost of our own mental health And yeah, I think it's just It's just brilliant So I'm really happy about that And it should have won more
2: you should have won yeah. more. Yeah, for sure.
1: So yeah, like I said I mentioned Netflix Got the most nominations So they got 29 um, HBO got 28 And Disney Plus got 22 So they're the front runners now When it comes to television Which is crazy Considering
2: that Disney Plus Is a year old It's just so over. new It is so new And it is just smashing it I think it's a mixture of The fact that it's Disney So they own like everything But also mm-hmm. they were able Just to sit back And see how Netflix And others did it And then yeah. they made The most perfect business plan So that when they were Finally able to launch They know the do's and don'ts Like that um Incorporation of stars That stars section Where it's more like The adult stuff Is genius Like Because I can go down The nostalgic route But then I can also watch Like Snowfall or something Do you know what I mean It's so yeah. good it, It's so smart that they had The fact that they could wait you know, a good couple of years, years until they decided. But it's just like done so perfectly now. Um, mm. Yeah, and bringing back, you know, that's so Raven, that's so Raven, and Lizzie McGuire, just genius, absolute genius.
1: It is, and I think just the interface as well is easier to manage. I think it, it's kind of like Sky; like it has different channels, it has different elements you can go to. But yeah, it's it's just it's just very it's just very funny how that's it's changing. Like it used to be HBO dominating absolutely everything. I mean, it's still up there. Let's not get that wrong. But yeah, you think like Hulu has been out for so long, and Prime Video, <laughs> Prime Video just doesn't know what it's
2: oh. doing, does it? Bless it. Prime, um, it upsets me so much because they have such good content. I mean. I think people are probably tired of me on the show I'm such an advocate (laughs) for the Prime (laughs) originals You just have to go looking so far for it Like uh, the interface on Prime It upsets me honestly I I lose sleep over this I swear like, Because you find something You're like oh when did this come out And it's like two years old And you had no idea It's just Mm -hmm. infuriating
0: I can I go over how little publicity there was For um, the Underground Railroad Yeah It's like you've got an Oscar winning director Making a show for you Based on a Pulitzer Prize winning novel And you're not promoting
2: it at all What What are you doing? Awful, awful <laughs> even... well, then they're going to Keep shoving Jack Ryan down my face I swear to God If I see that advert One more time (laughs) (laughs) You had the gun gun fingers Uh,
1: (laughs) It was that It was that Michael B. Jordan film as well Like every time I I turned the telly on It was just like And The Green Knight
2: Where was the publicity For The Green Knight Being released on Prime yesterday? ridiculous I, I mean i i could probably uh write a novel about <laughs> the treatment of poor dev patel in hollywood i don't know what happened but i well, know, like he should be like on your Graham Norton's On your Hot Ones He should be on everything I'm so confused Like And again That's a true story Of a British
1: superstar That's kind of gone from skins To you know I don't understand
2: it Well again We do understand it We know why We're just so angry at it so annoying I don't I think he must have Pissed someone off Because I don't see him On anything like you know like the GQ 10 things i can't live without like you know mm-hmm. like all those little like fun little youtube clips that i always watch that are always on the home page mm-hmm. he doesn't like has he been on any of the jimmy's shows has he been on anything james like uh, i mean last resort james corden but like come no, on come let me, on let's not go too far let's now. not go too far <laughs> let not go too far. <laughs> but like either he just has the worst publicist or i i actually don't know i don't I can't remember the last time I saw a Patel interview Honestly And it's just so upsetting Because I love him so much And he's so talented And he just like Just gets literally flogged I think he genuinely upset someone in Hollywood That's my theory You heard I, it I first. refuse
0: to believe that Because he just seems like such a lovely man yeah. He seems really, really nice Yeah <laughs> I, I just I no just yeah.
1: it's, it's a strange one But yeah, I definitely think Prime I don't know what their marketing department does But it's it's bizarre um, So just to round up our Emmys discussion So Glee factor for you, as you know on this podcast Always trying to Glee one in So Ted Lasso actually beat Glee um, for having a record for the most nominated freshman comedy series So Glee previously had 19 nominations back in 2010 when life was good um, And Ted Lasso beat that with 20 Uh, MJ Uh Rodriguez became the first transgender person to be nominated for a major acting Emmy Award um, and The Crown Become the first show To sweep all off The major drama categories By winning all seven Also The Handmaid's Tale Was nominated for 21 awards And didn't win anything Which is the new record For the largest shutout In Emmys history Which was previously Set by Mad Men Which didn't win any of its 17 nominations In 2012 Ouch Ouch i said to you like, They did get a lot of acting ones So 21 is... Is chunky, you know So yeah, let's have some news and reviews Because it's been six weeks I mean, I'm not expecting you to cover the
2: whole of the past six weeks That is, you know You could do that thing they do in Avengers When they do it really quickly Oh my gosh, can you imagine? Oh, like, remember, here's what you missed on Glee And then it used to oh be like, God. everything in like ten seconds And you'd literally be like, what? And um, it was so quick <laughs> Glee was so, so quick I do miss Glee I, I feel like I somehow... Managed to fit Glee into a conversation at least once a week. And I'm like, it's been years since that has been on air. I, it really did have such an impact on me, clearly. It's a huge I, impact. I talk on about everyone, everyone, though. Time, Yeah, everyone. It's madness. But Yeah, so it's been a while for new, so I had to sort of refine and just try to stick to like the last week Um, So the thing that's on everyone's lips right now is our new Spencer trailer So I feel like when we got the teaser for Christian Stewart as uh, Princess Diana, we were like They don't But but they don't And we were like, (laughs) oh, okay Uh, So yeah, the new trailer dropped I didn't realise this But it's actually Just going to be about That fateful weekend uh, Where Dinah went to The Queen's Sandringham estate So that's the one In Scotland I think Because I think they also Did that in The Crown Didn't they That one weekend as I well. thought
1: this Yeah so yeah. it's the same It's the same thing
2: Yeah I, that's what that That's what I'm Led to understand And so yeah It it takes, over, takes place over that 1991 Christmas holidays and it just shows uh, the breakdown of Diana's marriage to Prince Charles. And obviously it's not 100% true to real life, but uh, the film has been billed as an imagining of what might have happened during those fateful few days, Because obviously we'll never know. Diana... Cannot tell us The the royals are sick and tired I can imagine of all these dramatisations So we're not going to get anything from them um, And they're kind of on their best behaviour at the moment Because they're always in trouble Obviously with Prince Andrew I think I saw the headline the other day The Queen supports Black Lives Matter No one asked No one asked It's been a year <laughs> No, I know, I know Like what's going on Like is she what? gonna come out in support of Coney 2012 next month <laughs> as well. Like, <laughs> would love to see the Queen in the Coney 2012 <laughs> t-shirt. Um, so yeah, I it, I'm just so intrigued. I didn't manage to get tickets for LFF or Spencer, but as you said, it's gonna come out theatrically a couple of weeks later anyway. But yeah, Kristen is just she's going, she's going for that Oscar. Like you can just tell, and I feel like after sort of. Twilight like And then we went into Snow White And then it was kind of quiet And then there was a few biopics in there Then we found out she's actually quite funny With that lesbian Christmas film that came out That no one watched But the trailer had me laughing I just didn't see it
1: But because it was funny what, what, oh no, It was on Prime actually Oh that was me trying to slag
2: them off. It was on Sky And then obviously Charlie's Angels Which completely tanked So it's gonna be so crazy to see her just Try and just like really like it's just so out of the box It still is the most Like random thing Ever That's Well I'll actually My next news and reviews Is the most uh, Random casting But this one is also Very random So I'm looking forward to, to seeing What that's like But I reckon Yeah Oscar Oscar's in her name They might as well Just start engraving it now I feel mm. I can't remember The last time a film Was this hyped On film Twitter Can you guys like
1: it's most films to be honest, <laughs> they come out and everyone's like, maybe we were
2: wrong. Maybe it's well, not. is that what happened to Dune? Oh yeah, I, I mean, feel we'll like everyone out. Yeah, everyone in Dune is kind of just like beautiful gowns. Like, like I liked like, it. I've seen. I, I went to a, a press screening
0: at the IMAX. Oh. <laughs> not um, but I, I did like it because I went in. and I wasn't sure really what to think about it, but the. The sort of first reactions Coming out of I think it was Venice um, Where it premiered I was a bit like Calm down guys Like it's not <laughs> I believe, like, I'm sure it's good But it's not that good You know people say like, This is going to change
2: Sci-fi forever And it's like Is it though? Because like, what they said <laughs> That's bold So next So we've got Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, Avatar 2 And the newly uh, <laughs> The press came out yesterday For Mario, so that's all coming out In December 2022 So that's going to be a hectic month For film Twitter, Letterbox is going to crash Everyone's going to go crazy Everyone just needs to calm down because those are three Major, major um sort of titles coming out December 2022. So if you want to give Christmas presents, then give cinema tickets. That's my one it bit. James of the Cameron there. is
0: fuming to be mentioned in the same sentence as the Mario.
2: Movie. I know. So as we know, <laughs> Mario has caused so much controversy with Chris Pratt being given the title of titular role as Mario. Um, we've also, But we have also got Anna Taylor Joy as Peaches, Charlie Day as Luigi, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong um but you know not only is chris pratt not italian he's also not originally a voice actor uh and he's very questionable for for and that's putting it uh, lightly uh, the fact that all marvel had to come out and defend him on a random tuesday randomly <laughs> so it's going to be so interesting to see i first of all Not everything needs to be made into a film I don't need a Mario film I mean, there was the Mario live action that tanked as well Like, years and years ago There was a Mario live action? Oh, it was awful It came, like, I was tiny when that came out It might have even been before I was born But, yeah, that doesn't need to happen Just keep it as a game Like Well, this is the thing now They're turning all of the toys
1: into games, aren't they? So we're going to get all of the all of the gay Oh god
2: Yeah But the whole Chris Pratt news Is just absolutely so funny Because it's like Not only do people not even They don't think they, they don't like him that much But then Mario is a classic He's beloved Like It How did we get here? Like, how did we get here? It's just the most random thing. Um, I love that meme where it's got, like, a
1: little block and then a big block, and it's like a... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And it's like
1: Robin Williams uh, sues Disney, for use of his name. Chris Pratt is uh, (laughs) is cast as Mario Brothers. I just looked up that original film you mentioned. Um, So Mario, in the 1994 film, was played by Bob Hoskins, who is also not Italian. He's from... Finsbury Park in London
2: (laughs) 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 Oh my god So random Honestly, just the most random thing And then we've got lots of major film and TV news That also came out this week So Derry Girls is getting its third and final series So I know there was uh, mixed reviews about that Because people were happy that, you know The writer and director was able to say Actually, it's time for it to end But also... I get attached to so many shows So when I hear their ending I take it so personally I'm like, you didn't like me You stopped it because, you know I, I <laughs> <Still> wasn't <would." laughs> here <laughs> Because I wasn't here to like, I missed a week um, So I know there's lots of mixed reviews about that We've got Tiger King 2 in the works Remember that old show? I feel like that needs to be buried. That was very much first lockdown binge watch. Like, we don't need that anymore.
1: Well, it's the limited series argument again, isn't it?
2: Also <laughs> true. Also true. We also got uh, first images uh, for Emily in Paris season two. So that that's going to be a thing. So Emmys, watch out. <laughs> and then we... Also, got the new title for Fantastic Beast 3, which had so much, so many people laughing on Twitter because it's Fantastic Beast 3, The Secrets of Dumbledore. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, is it because he's gay? Like, is that the big secret? Like, and there were just so many um, memes about that, which is hilarious. I feel like I. I hated Fantastic Beasts 2, I'll be honest with you No one asked for that The fact that it's like a five picture deal No one needs that Also, no one likes JK So I hate putting money in her pocket But also, I'm just bored It's so boring Like, do something different And Newt Scamander Newt Scamander is the most boring character I've ever Ever, ever had to watch on on TV I mean, on film And yeah, just boring, boring, boring So we'll see about that
1: So much to unpack there, honestly Like, Derry (laughs) Girls, I'm still at the denial stage To be honest, that it's going to be over Because Lauren said it's less than 20 episodes That we're going to end up having Of one of the greatest shows, you know of all time, I'm just I'm just big fat gushes. I just hope that I always find out when these when these shows go, they're not replaced by something that has you know the the big female cast or like the you know the equality behind the scenes. And I just hope that we
2: we do that. I'm yeah, that. And then finally, just to wrap up the news, so the tragedy of Macbeth. So it had its first screening and Q and A. Can't say like, it. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Frances McDormand will refuse to say it. Like the the press keeps saying. Hey. Like the press keep trying to get her to say like the key words, and she's like, No, like, and <laughs> that's someone that was on set, no, like, worked on it for ages, and is like, No, I won't do that. Um, but yeah, so it premiered at a New York Film Festival, uh, rave reviews, absolute rave oh. reviews to the point where, like, yeah, I, Peter Bradshaw gave it a five out of five, which is very hard to get him to do stuff like that. And I just, yeah, I'm really, I'm, 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 my first thought actually was, I'm really jealous of the school kids I get to. Do Macbeth and get to watch that Like Denzel Washington That's awesome Oh my god yeah. Really cool okay. right I That was my first thought I was like oh Really cool to analyse that In English Lit In year 10 But yeah it's getting A Christmas Day Theatrical release And then it'll be on Apple TV from January 14th um, I saw that Yeah it's going to be On Apple TV Is that free or paid for? I'm not sure. I'm, I'm assuming paid for, you don't have something that's got that much reviews and give it away for free. It's an, that's not going to happen. So I reckon it would be an add on. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I really, I, I, I quite like a bit of Shakespeare. I'll, I'll be honest. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I really am. I think it's just going to be so good. And um, I saw a few clips from the interview and Denzel Washington said that they told him the title They told him who um, Was directing it And he said yes And they went Do you want to know more And he went no The answer is yes And I, I love that So for him to have That much faith I'm like okay This is going to be good This is going to be Really really good So oh, I'm gosh. buzzing for that I'm excited I think it's a It's a great combination As well like, I would never have put
1: Them two actors together Before Yeah um, And so I I am really excited And I'm just laughing
2: At people on Twitter Like
1: Oh, I keep seeing spoilers! I'm like for Macbeth. Where were you in school? Um, God, um,
2: <laughs> um, you need to calm down because you can't get upset about something like that.
1: <laughs> like, come on, honestly. But it, it's it's a long ass play, so I'm intrigued to see how they how that trends. Tra- tra- I didn't watch the Michael Fassbender one. I feel like that only came out a few years ago with Marion Cotillard. Yeah, no I, no, I didn't I didn't see, I didn't see watch, that I didn't watch that one I think he got swept under the carpet With a few bad releases That maybe the counsellor Was on at the same time Or something And we all know What happened to that film but yeah, it's exciting I don't think I'm going to see it at LFF Because I think it's going to be like a One you have to sell your unborn child to get into And yeah. I do have one of those So, you know, I'm just saying <laughs> So you'll be
0: there, I won't But yeah <laughs> um,
2: Yeah, I'm, I think I watched Did anyone do the, watch the James McElvoy one? The BBC one where he's a chef? That one was really good. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, yeah, so they, they adapted Macbeth as if he was a chef and he was trying to be like the best chef in like, in like London. Really good. Like, are you? Have you hit your head? Are you okay? <laughs> I feel like that's what the like the director was like. Chef James McAvoy Macbeth, like this could work. No,
0: I think the BBC did like a whole series of modern Shakespeare yeah, adaptations. Yeah. So like, I'm Sure, I'm sure I had to watch something at school. I can't even remember which play it was, but I remember oh no, I think it was Tammy of the Shrew*, and it was um the actor who's um moaning myrtle in Harry Potter. I can never remember her
1: name. Oh yeah. I am literally yeah. reading now and yes yeah, I set so in a three Michelin star restaurant owned by celebrity chef Duncan Doherty and Joe Macbeth and sous Sue Chef and wife Ella. They encounter three supernatural bin men Who predict that Macbeth will get ownership of the restaurant Joe and Ella are inspired to kill Duncan But the bin men subsequently warn that Macbeth should be very wary of
2: Macduff The head waiter Wow, I need to watch these now No, honestly, I genuinely... I'm not even like joking right now It's really good I loved it Like I remember I was such a little nerd Because my teacher was like Oh that that's a thing And I w- went out of my way To go and get it And watch it And I was like this is sick It's really good I need to watch these now
1: I'm absolutely intrigued Thank you for bringing this To my attention
2: And then Uh, Onto my reviews So obviously we've had some time off So I have watched quite a few But I just uh, whittled it down So I know I spoke about it I think probably in the last episode So I've been keeping up to date with What If Um, Oh yeah, I've watched a couple of episodes Have you finished it? Are you up to date? Yeah, so I am completely up to date So there's been seven episodes It's kind of like a ritual (laughs) Like my boyfriend and I will watch it Like Wednesday after work I've loved it I really have loved it so far I'll be honest I know people are very much taking it An episode at the time Like they'll love one episode Not quite like the other But the reason I love it so much Is because with things like the multiverse And things like time travel There are just so many stories You can do with a thing like Marvel And that's the way that they're written That's the way the comic books are laid out There is always different timelines And here he becomes Captain America Here he does it And it's like, I love that I love all of that Because the possibilities are endless With the amount of stories you can do So I've I've literally loved every single episode um, Yeah, I, I I cried when I first heard Chadwick's voice I literally cried Like, I didn't even know I was crying I was like, oh my gosh Because it's just like, still such a shock I'm still in shock, genuinely but also, it's just it, his his sto- story arcs have been so nice. Like his episode was lovely, honestly, lovely. I, yeah, really, really. Good. I
1: felt like that was almost like the sequel to Black Panther. We're never going to have, mm-hmm. um, because it was just taking on this journey and it, his charisma and everything about his voice performance. Like that is when a voice performance does work, and you don't yeah. need to be like a, yeah. a voice actor or something. And um, but no, I agree. That's the lot. I only watched yeah the first two, so the Captain. Captain Britain... Is that her name? Captain, 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 Carter. <laughs> Captain, Captain Carter Captain Carter So I watched that one And I watched the If if
2: T'Challa was um, Star-Lord And I'm like I'm a big fan of
1: Removing Chris Pratt from yeah, stories yeah. So you know Please Please remove <laughs> Remove that
2: um, Narrative from the entire thing um, But, yeah, but that, yeah Thanos is in
1: it And he's like
2: <laughs> he, Oh yeah They stopped my plan And then people are like That sounds like genocide No Yeah I like, love that And random. I love Just that little <laughs> throwaway Right I, I Just yeah. diminishing the 10 years of his hard work I love that 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 stuff like that like little Throwaway lines. it's just like it's that's a bit Of me I love that but I know I said on the podcast last time So interesting to see who was able to come back and who Wasn't because of dollar signs Like you're not going to get Tony Stark Back you're not going to get those sort of Actors back because they are just like yeah Give me 15 million you know For three days of voice work Yeah sure (laughs) just ridiculous (laughs) Um, But yeah no Really enjoying that Um, Another thing I watched, so I went to the cinema see Shang-Chi Oh, okay, you saw it Loved, I really, really enjoyed it It It's easily like, probably made it onto my top 10 um, Marvel films Um, I really liked the storytelling, the action was great It was just nice to see a completely different story I didn't know anything about Um, that character I'd never heard of him never knew anything about his origin or his story arc yeah it really really good the soundtrack was good there was the right level of humor um, with like action so it's kind of gone down the Thor kind of route Thor number three onwards kind of route with like lots of humor which I like I I don't love when Marvel gets super dark um, because it's just not really that Convincing to me personally. Um, so yeah, no, absolutely loved it. Shame about the recent, recent controversies with the with the main actor though. Pull me through this because I've seen bits and pieces and I yeah. didn't fully understand. From what I can understand, there were he had a Reddit account. Um, and the one Reddit post that I Read from him It's definitely him uh, In 2015 He did a play Where he played A paedophile And he basically said I think paedophiles Deserve a little bit More leniency In how they're treated <gasps> By society And it's a lot Like being homosexual And he then went to <gasps> list All of the ways In which homosexuality Is like paedophilia And how it's treated And how you're treated In society Yeah Right Yeah
1: wow. Okay yeah, it's do they such a not strange. do a background check on people? I like mean, you because yeah. if you're going to head up a multi-million pound franchise You don't want someone to be discovered Or do they generally
2: think people aren't going to look and find I think these what things? You find, Yeah, I think what you find is they just hope it doesn't And they kind of just like grin and bear it until it does I think a lot of the time you find that A lot of the uh, distributors and production companies They knew, they knew, they just were just hoping it wouldn't and then wow. he was also part of quite a few, like, I don't want to call them alt-right, but quite right-wing, um, like, subreddits Yeah, what? but I, I, I didn't look into that one. Yeah, I didn't look into that one, because I didn't, but I think it was a lot about, like, women's place in society and stuff like that like Yeah, yeah. God. So, it's, oh my God. it's not great, he's come off um, socials Despite but he was really on socials, like he was really into that. Like I remember. He, was, yeah, he went viral like every every tweet used to go viral for the last like couple of months. So um yeah. And then obviously you've got Aquafina's Blackson, um, which just absolutely Oh my God, it's just so embarrassing It really is embarrassing And I know that during the press junket She was asked about it And she kind of gave like a You know, like those sort of answers I know the memes where it's like That that girl with blue hair in your sociology class (laughs) And the A-levels kind of answer Where you're just like waffling and going She spoke and spoke and said nothing (laughs) Yeah, you speak And she said a whole answer And there was nothing in that answer You know, around it it, And I was was like, a a discussion to be had No one says that when they and, you know, she won't be there for the discussion When it's eventually had um, The so, discussion was being brought to her She was like, I'm open to the discussion Like, we're dis- you're discussing we're here. Now. <laughs> we're here The trainers at the platform speak Like, <laughs> come on So yeah, shame Shame about the the actors involved Because the story was great I really did enjoy the film But just, yeah You know, it's like when controversy just tries to shadow But last time I looked It already made like 300 million They're going to be fine It... No, spoiler, not spoiler, but there probably will be a sequel if there is availability. But that's no surprise. It's Marvel. For me, I'm behind. I haven't, I haven't finished Loki.
1: Did I finish Falcon and the Winter Soldier? For my sins, I think I did. Um, I haven't watched Shang-Chi yet. Obviously, Eternals is coming out. Um, but I think that the next one I'm excited for Is Spider-Man um, So, and obviously Multiverse Whenever that comes out Mainly for Elizabeth Olsen um, So yeah, it's just It is bizarre Like I was generally thinking like My daughter's going to be born later this year And in like a few years time She's probably going to be old enough To like go to the cinema to see things And this is still going to be going on Like it's it's just so strange and bizarre, isn't it? Like, like, in the last... my day we
0: had Iron
1: Man <laughs> <laughs> Literally <laughs> Literally Oh god It, it will be it's Mad Oh Great reviews there Honestly Really great reviews there um, yeah, The only thing I've been watching Is obviously The Flight Attendant And Sex Education Which we'll do an episode on um Very very soon To chat about that Because I'm curious To see how long Sex Education's gonna last Because after the news of Dairy Girls I'm kind of like Are they gonna try and Go out on a high As people phrase it Or Yeah I think it's for the best.
2: I think it's better to just... Think about the possibilities it could have had And just settle on that Rather than watching it as it just crashes and burns Because I hate sound when Sound like you're happens. breaking up with me <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not you, it's me No, but that's how I feel about certain shows It's like, just give it up Because then you start to go Okay, but season four wasn't that great Oh, and then they came back for season five And now I just, you know, just leave it yeah. and, and although it's like sad It's like better for it to be like that I honestly do sound like I'm breaking up with someone
0: <laughs>
2: I feel like Very they're setting one. it
0: up for an ending Because I feel like in previous seasons They hadn't really sort of specified At what point in the school In their school career School career is that What like, sort of year they were in But they kept saying in this last season Like, oh, now we're in our final year mm-hmm. sixth form. Yeah. So, because it, it can't go on once they've left, can it? So I mean Glee,
1: glee tried. Let's <laughs> let's not that's not. Glee, glee trying is the main thing in the sentence there, I think. Um, but yeah, we'll yeah, we're we'll definitely gonna have an episode on that. Just to go back to the very beginning when we were talking about hacks. So Hacks is uh, starring Deborah Vance, played by June Smart, who is a legendary Las Vegas stand-up comedy diva. Um, so quite similar to Mrs. Maisel I'm getting vibes here. Um, she's headed at the head of casino where she performs, wants to par down her performance. And um, so she's paired that with Ava, who is a millennial comedy writer who is unable to work due to being cancelled. Uh, the two reluctantly team up to freshen up material and respect each other's differences.
2: Okay. Okay. We'll have to give that one a look.
1: Yeah. I hear cancelled
2: and I sort of wince a little bit. I'm not going to lie, I did too. That.
1: I did too, yeah I just, I just I don't think that people realise How stupid they sound They're like I've been cancelled Read all about it In my national newspaper uh, Is just, yeah Did you see that headline About Johnny Depp
0: um, Oh it was, yeah It was like Johnny Depp um, Slams cancel culture As he accepts Lifetime Achievement Award <laughs> Was like, fair play to that sub-editor,
1: so they knew what they were doing I <laughs> know, I like it when it's cheeky like that I like it when it's cheeky um, But yeah, so we're we, we are going to be off soon to the London Film Festival Quite a few of us are going from the team, which is quite nice um, So yeah, we'll be doing some special little bite-sized podcast episodes And there'll be content on the website for you as well If you are going, uh, let us know And um, if you want to kind of come on the podcast and share your thoughts, let us know too It's always great to have some new voices on there What in particular are you guys looking forward to? If
2: you had to pick one or two films. Ooh. Because there's obviously, like, the obvious, like, you know, your French Dispatches and Spencer. Um, I feel like I have to say my work films, if not, I'm going to get flogged, maybe. (laughs) 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 I don't know. I don't know. I've got... uh, mm, Last Night in Soho, I'm intrigued. I love films or TV shows based on places I know very well, because I feel... That much more Like I know exactly Connected I, Yeah And that Like I may destroy you All being part Taking part I mean Being filmed in places Like Hackney and Dawson And stuff like that That's really cool to me Because I know those areas Very well I love that mm-hmm. So I'm going to say Last night in Soho what about Ooh, you? I like it Thank
0: I'm you. I'm looking forward to um, Again going <laughs> to Do a terrible French accent A petite mammal. The mummer, mummer, the- <laughs> that Duolingo French coming through. That <laughs> um, <laughs> you nasty little owl saying I don't know. Um, you nasty little owl. I love he's that. Nasty owl, I don't like him. Um, but yeah, no, the the new Celine scammer. I'm excited for, and also um, Mona Lisa and the Blood Moon. I think it's called. <gasps> which oh, my one, did- yeah. Oh my god like Anna, Anna Lily Armipour uh, uh, Who went the, the, the director of um, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night um, mm-hmm. Which I really liked And I haven't seen Her second film But um Yeah I really like Her first film So yeah Interested really. to see that
1: Yeah that's my favourite one I did I obviously like Things like Spencer The French Petit Petit Maman To um, Time Which I just How do you say this Because I feel like I don't know I was going to say that But How are you doing that I do Titani Titan. Titan. I (laughs) I don't know (laughs) So yeah The big obvious ones Uh, Red Rocket as well I'm looking forward to seeing that But yeah Mona Lisa and the um, The Blood Moon Um, But I'm hoping to get to a press screening Because I My is at 6 And the film starts at 5.45 so I might be catching that one um, But yeah, so yeah, that's um, what we're looking forward to But I think there's going to be some surprise ones Because we. whenever I go to a festival I always go see a film that I'm like kind of excited for And I end up loving it So, um, so yeah, we'll see what happens um, Thanks for joining me Again, it's good to be back on the podcast And do things This is one of the easiest jobs I can do while being pregnant So <laughs> it's going to be more often you know, and yes, we'll be back um, next week and uh, look forward to hearing from you guys very soon. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. That's us for another week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe or hit the follow button on Spotify. You can also find
2: us on Twitter at nothavingitpod and Instagram at Pictures.
1: Reviews are really helpful for a little independent show like ours. So if you can leave a few words on our podcast, we'd love you forever.
2: And if you have a suggestion for an episode topic or have a question to ask, just pop us an email at info at or drop us a DM on social media. We'll be back soon. Bye guys.